Hello, welcome everybody to the Spirit Podcast, episode 143. Welcome stream as well. You are seeing um, just me right now. Oh, Dom's here. Sorry. Good. I got my big mug, which you can guess what's in it. Comment down below what you think is in it, even though there's no way to comment. Send us an email. Send us an email. We'll wait. All right, um, let's start the show up um, with a moment of silence for the 19 people that are dead in Texas, um, primarily children. Um, so let's just take a beat for them. And we're back. Um, yeah, yeah that's scary one stuff, of the, man. That is just scary, uh, awful stuff. You don't even need to be a parent. So, you know, that's one of like, the things that's kind of like annoying sometimes when you don't have kids. People are like, oh, when you're a parent, man, you'll understand. You don't really need to be a parent to feel that pain. Um, you know, if you have a niece or a friend who has a kid and you are around them enough, it's horrifying that the place you send them I mean, we worked with those age kids we worked in elementary schools um and uh that's horrifying that's a place you send your kids because you literally may not even have a choice maybe you don't even want you don't you can't homeschool or you can't send them to pro- whatever and you expect them to be safe you expect them to be safe and sound and happy and healthy and come home to you at the end of the day and annoy you with their art project that it doesn't look like a house, but you say it does. Um, Every time you do too. Yeah. And it's just for that to not be uh, for those kids not to come home for those kids, not to experience Christmas or this year or birthdays or family vacations over the summer is uh, that's hard. That's hard. And I don't know how you come back as a family if that happens to you. So our well wishes and prayers are for sure with every single one of those families and friends affected by this tragedy. That person's pure evil. Um, And it kind of sucks that uh, uh, they died either in the process of being arrested or killed themselves because i'd really like to see that person go to jail and be executed so oh so uh, i I, that was the next question i was gonna ask if they are still with us but no they are not uh gotta have a little liquid iv i'm a little dehydrated today um but yeah and you know we have the I don't want it to be political but this is what the left does they make it political i mean well, Joe Biden had his good uh, deer running with a vest joke once again in his speech. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I don't know if you heard that. Um, well, he's a piece of shit, and uh, he's protected by guns, so he can say whatever he wants, right? Um, yeah, you got uh, the governor of Texas trying to give a press conference to dis- discuss it and kind of like address everything. And Beto O'Rourke storming the stage, yelling at them. These just, these are just scumbags. These are evil people that can't waste a political opportunity because they have no soul. Um, they have no morality. They have no um, decency. They just can't mourn with the community. They can't mourn with these parents. They need to uh, strike while the iron's hot. And um, there's a special place in hell for scumbags that do that. So, um, well put. Well put. Yeah, you know what? It's just it's. <clears throat> this guy posted uh, I grabbed it off uh, uh, Instagram thinking about the mass shooting that happened today in Texas a bunch of innocent kids dead the monster responsible is pure evil the media will make this about guns and it's not about guns the guns we have right now are the same ones we had 60 years ago our culture has changed our culture has a disease everywhere you turn uh, hedonism is pushed on kids. Evil is sold as good. God is shunned. Parents and faith are undermined. Morality is laughed at. And yet still people wonder why such horrors happen on a regular basis. It's our culture. It's pure poison. And the only way you stop this madness is to totally remake all, car- all, car- all culture. 
to no longer revolve around evil. Um, it's about as well put as you could possibly put it. Um, I said in the previous podcast, I think that we are dealing with people that don't value life in its most innocent form. Um, and in turn, we have a society that doesn't value life. Uh, we don't have a society that values God. We don't have a society that values the... We, they like to say, you know, oh, you got to treat people how you want to be treated, but we don't. Um, we um, blacklist, cancel, get rid of, um, shun anyone who makes a mistake. We don't uh, fix or help or teach. We don't have God in our lives to uh, help uh, push forward those things and promote those things. We don't. We just leave it up to culture. And culture, when it's left up to just men, is inherently corrupt when you leave men in charge of things and leave you know humankind to things it's inherently corrupt unless those men have um a faith-based yeah unless they have a faith-based belief system um and that's what it is our culture is decaying people that are evil are going to rise to commit acts of evil and you know we saw it in Wisconsin. We saw it in London. We see it uh, all the time. Evil acts are committed with a myriad of weapons. The guy in Wisconsin drove a car into a group of kids. Um, the car go, did. Um, the car did. Correct. Yeah. We don't. We're not. We're not looking. Um, there's uh, th- hundreds of thousands of kids that die every year of by cars. They're not talking about taking cars away from people. Or, you know, making driver's licenses harder to get. Nope, not talking about that. Um, You know, there's no law that you can pass that is going to stop evil from committing evil acts. You know, mass stabbings, that's a thing. Mass shootings, mass... Attack the car. I don't know what you call mass vehicular homicide. I guess would be the word. Um, you cannot stop evil. The only way to mitigate evil is guns. It's it's exactly the opposite of what the left is trying to do. The only way to stop evil is guns. Um, Anthony Pettis, a UFC former fighter, now he fights for PFL, posted. Uh, this. Let me pull it up. If I can find Anthony Pettis. There it is. He posted this. We defend our president with guns. We defend our congressmen with guns. We defend our governors with guns. We defend our celebrities with guns. We defend our sporting events with guns. We defend jewelry stores with guns. Banks, guns. Office buildings, guns. Factories, guns. Courts, guns. Our children with a sign that reads, this is a gun-free zone. You are leading lambs to a slaughter. Um, I've said that before with my own office building where there's, it's a gun-free zone. I've said that about college campuses, public schools, any business that says gun-free. Because what's that sticker, everybody? That, that sticker is telling you that the law requires you to leave your gun in your car. I'm going to say that again. That sticker is telling you the law for this building requires you to leave your gun in your car. What, uh, what else? What law do we have on the books? that exists currently you can't commit murder so gun or no gun people are going to commit crimes another law is not going to stop that guy from doing what he did he's a crazy person he's insane they're going to find a way they're going to find a way and also they're going to find a gun they're out there man the only thing by by illegalizing guns is taking out of the people that should actually have them there are hundreds and thousands, hundreds of thousands of guns in, in America, legally owned guns, hundreds of thousands of legally owned guns. And God knows how much ammunition between those guns. If legal guns were the issue, you would know about it because there's basically an army sitting 
in every house in America. Now, are these guns that the guy had that was able to shoot up this place? How was he in possession of them? I don't know the full um, story yet. I don't know. He, I, th- I heard that he may have gotten it legally. Mm-hmm. Not 100%. How but, old was he? I don't know. I don't know. Uh, and I don't even want to give... I don't even want to say the guy's name. I don't even want to look into it. I don't want to give that guy any fame. I don't want to give that guy any recognition. Um, but it's just, it's a very backwards thinking society we have right now. I don't, you have veterans in this country that have no job, um, that are struggling to make ends meet, and they defended this country with their life. You give them that job. You give them a gun, you give them that school, and you tell them you are to defend this school, and they will defend that school. You give teachers guns, you teach them how to use it, you teach them to respect it, you teach them tactical drills, you teach them and instruct them and instruct them and instruct them to defend their classroom, and this stuff doesn't happen. You take those fucking stickers off doors, and you put a sticker on there that says, this school is defended by the Second Amendment you will be met with resistance. You will be met with aggression if you try anything stupid. This this utopian bullshit isn't working. Your, your notion that a fucking sticker, a sticker that says no guns allowed is going to do anything in the face of evil is not funny anymore. It's dangerous and something has to be done. This 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 yeah. fantasy, this fairy tale, this bullshit has got to stop because there are fucking 17 little coffins in Texas right now because of your stupidity, because of your inability to understand that society is flawed, people are flawed, and people are evil, and the only way to combat that is with a gun in the hands of someone who's responsible and good. There are people who aren't going to celebrate Christmas this year, who aren't going to celebrate birthdays this year, who aren't going to get to hug and kiss their kids, and it's because of your stupid policies. Because if one fucking teacher had to go, what did we do? What did they do? This guy starts opening fire on a school. What did they do? They called the police. What did the police have? Guns. The police don't have well wishes. The police don't have fucking stickers that say no guns allowed. The police have guns. The sheriff has guns. So what? why are we going to call and wait five minutes for a fucking gun to get there? So do you think – so let's try to um, – I'm going to try to play like devil's advocate here How? just for conversation topic. How would you think the procedure to implement these guns in the school should be laid out? Do you think that like let's say you got 20 teachers in a building, you got – Two to five of them actually have a FOID card and responsible Wait, carrying have, a they, firearm. They, they get their CC. They get their concealed yeah. carry. Depending on whatever state you live in, you get your CC. Um, keep in mind that in the 60s and 70s, they had marksman class. Students were given guns and they were drilled on shooting, on being marksmen, on hitting targets at far distances. So it's, it's a societal shift. It's a cultural shift This that Democrats have successfully done because they want to control us and they don't want to give us our freedoms. So they're trying to take the, they're trying to take the equalizer away, which is guns. Everyone's like, you don't, Joe Biden, he's a fucking moron. He's a piece of shit. So he's going out there saying, oh, deer doesn't wear a bulletproof vest. No, Joe, the fucking second amendment is there for people like you. Your tyrannical bullshit ideas, your communistical socialist socialism that you try to peddle to America, that's why the Second Amendment is there, to defend its citizens from a tyrannical government. Read the fucking Constitution. That is what the Second Amendment is there for. It's not for Bambi. It's not for that shit. It's for scumbags and, and that are, that, that are like-minded like you. The socialists and the communists of the world, that's why we have the Second Amendment, to defend ourselves against your radicalism. That's why it's there. So to answer your question, you hire a teacher and you go to them, okay, you want to be a teacher in this school? Awesome, great. You have a great degree, great school, great references. You're a nice person. You love kids. You want to be a beacon in their future. You're going to have to hold a gun. You don't want to do that? You're out. Simple. 
So do you, so you think every teacher in the building should every fucking teacher in the building needs a gun. The principal, the principal's secretary, the janitor, every person needs to be thoroughly vetted, thoroughly taught, thoroughly instructed and trained weekly with the gun on every situational that they every situation that they can be put in. Every single one. So, I don't know if that's realistic. You know what I mean? Like, I, in my head, a realistic idea is, let's say you have 30 teachers in a building. You have at least five of them that are carrying a concealed carry gun within the perimeters. But another thing that could be possible is that all 30 teachers are trained with a gun are yes. trained with their Floyd card. Not only, only, let's say, five of them actually are carrying it legally. Yeah. Not only um, not only do you have teachers armed, you have armed security. Like I said, you have veterans. You have campus security. They don't need to wear uniforms. There's a, there's a school in Florida I, I saw where a guy, there's literally a dude in a bulletproof vest with an AR-15. And he's a police officer or whatever. And he's at the school. You don't no want to school see... shootings are gonna fucking happen there, dude. No, everyone's like, "Well, we can't have that in our kids." Well, what would you rather have? A guy with a gun outside your school who's there to defend it, or a guy outside your school with a gun that's there to shoot it the fuck up and no one to stop it? What would you rather? What, what visual would you rather your kid live with? They, oh, I had to go to school every single day with a guy with an armed security guard. Oh, how awful. Oh, remember that one time our school got shot up? What's a worse sentence? Like, this, it's got to stop. It's so but that's dangerous. That's the thing, dude. It's like, these conversations only happen after these att- uh, these events take place, you know? Yeah. And then it's just, it's a lone boy crying wolf at the end of the day until right. something is actually done. Because well, the amount of policies, the amount of bills, the amount of this, this, and that that needs to be passed by whatever state you're in. Yeah. God forbidding it is blue, then you're fucked. But right. You see what I mean? Like yeah. I'm trying yeah, to be yeah. able to take a realistic approach to this. I'm like, fuck, dude. It's like well, here's the, if here's, not now, then when? Here's the thing. Drag your feet and then and you're putting more schools at risk. So if you don't do something, then you're then you're a piece of shit who needs to be voted out immediately. I'm so tired of seeing these liberals say, "Oh, you have to vote." So you're saying you're gonna vote for Democrats, right? These these dumb celebrities. You're gonna vote for Democrats, okay? Democrats are gonna take away the guns. You're not thinking long term. You're not thinking. You're thinking in a snap in a snapshot of this of a solution. You're not actually thinking. So you're gonna go vote, take all the guns away. Now we're safe. Wrong. What you're not, you're not going to be any better by taking guns away because all you're doing, and I need you to understand, all you're doing with gun control is taking guns away from legal, law abiding citizens. Those are the people you're taking guns from. So, what do you say to them? Let's say this kid did get these guns legally. You know, then what's. Is that just so he gets them a legally. percentage? Is that just a percentage of the chance that we're going to be able to have to take? Like the percentage of people with good guns is better to take that chance than a percentage of people that get them illegally and do something like this. I'd say your the percentage of people who shouldn't have guns getting guns legally is small. The percentage of people getting guns that shouldn't have guns illegally is big. It's going to happen. And the only way you combat that is by putting people who are good with guns in places that are vulnerable. That's the only way you combat it. Because it is the great equalizer. It makes a a hundred pound woman uh, equal to... It makes a hundred pound woman equal to a three hundred and fifty pound deadlifter. It makes it equal. So the only way you combat both of those scenarios: bad people getting guns legally, bad people getting guns illegally, 
is with good people with guns being trained in vulnerable positions, schools, banks, whatever. I listed all the things we use to defend guns. Why are they more important than your kids? And your solution to the whole problem is just take all the guns away. Well, no, because it's another law, right? So a criminal who's a criminal is willing to break a law already. So what's the point of another one? What is the point point. of a guy who wants to rob a bank going to rob a bank? Oh, I can't, we can't, we can't bring our gun in here. It says there's a sticker. We can't, we can't rob the bank with a gun. Okay. Ditch the guns. We can't, we can't walk in there and rob the bank with a gun. Are you fucking kidding? Oh, we can't shoot that person with a gun. There's gun control. We can't commit murder. So get the fucking car, pull it around, get the knife, get the whatever. They're criminals. They're evil. They're bad people. And we live in a society that that has every mix of whatever possible. So you're not going to avoid it. Period. Period. But all you're going to do is me, my family, my family's family, my neighbors are all just going to – a criminal is going to – Drive down your street and know for a fact your house, your business, your school, your bank, your gym doesn't have a gun in it because they'd be breaking the law if they did. And hey, you're a piece of shit. Why do you fucking care about breaking the law? You'll have a gun with you. That's all you're going to be doing is putting a big fucking sign on your body that says helpless. That's it. That's all you'll be doing. Imagine if if you knew for a fact that the town of Wakanda or, or Volo. Shout out Volo. Every house in Volo, if you knew for a fact that every house in Volo had a gun, multiple guns, what do you think the crime would be in that town of home invasion? Of home for, those invasion, that, for those that are listening, I'm holding up a zero. Pretty fucking close, I would say, to zero. If you knew every business in that town had a gun, what do you think the break-in would be for that town? Pretty fucking close to zero. Because all that sign says is, hey, I can go in here with my illegal gun and meet zero resistance that's actually going to be a threat. That's all that sign says. So get out of your fucking heads that adding another law will do anything to bring, to keep that from happening again. To keep that from happening, to keep Parkland from happening, the, the nightclub shooting how many, how shootings again, many How many shootings are going to have to take? I just don't understand people's ignorance. It really shows people's inability to critically think and to have an open to have an uh, open flow of of critical thinking when they say things like this. They're just pieces of shit who don't know how to actually think things through. I understand it's a tragedy. And that's what pisses me off the most is that we have to have a conversation like this about a tragedy because the left won't let just won't be in a tragedy. They won't. They can't. They have to strike while the iron's hot. They have to strike while emotions are high. They have to because they're pieces of shit. They're scumbags. They're losers. They're con artists. They're fucking just the lowest common denominator of human existence. And this is what they do. So what if they what if the left came to your door? And they proposed a bill to you that they want these guns to be legal now, right? They want households to have guns, Mm -hmm. but they mean by just handheld guns, pistols, guns along those lines. And they say, but the exception is we are going to ban assault rifles. Well, the thing is, is that we don't, we're not allowed to buy assault rifles in the United States. We're not. 
They already are banned. The guns that they're talking about as being assault weapons aren't assault weapons. They're no better than a hunting rifle or a fucking target rifle. The AR-15s, the other thing, they're not assault weapons. Assault weapon is fully automatic, high round count. We can't just buy those. You have to have a special license. You have to have a special permit to buy those. And usually to get that permit, you have to be former military uh, a bodyguard of some person who's important. You just can't buy those weapons. Handguns, shotguns, hunting rifles, those are your... That's your area. You cannot buy a fully automatic weapon in the United States. Can't. Now, you can illegally, which again puts us at a disadvantage because there's scumbags out there that have fully automatic weapons. We don't. Mm. So yeah, I was just bringing it up for conversation's sake, just for spread the awareness out there on how the actual gun laws work. It's just, it's uh, I don't know. I'm all for, I'm all for making the process of getting a gun harder. You know, I'm all for you know background checks more extensive, a longer waiting list. Sure, if you have nothing to hide, what's the point? It's fine. I mean, we should, we have a right to these things. We should get them. But I understand the process of making sure that everything is good. I get it. Is there is there some type of psychological check that you have to do? Uh, they just do a, they just do a background check. They might call. I don't know. They might call people. I I don't know. They might call your doctor. They might call um, uh, that sort of thing. I don't know. Hmm. But um, there's a criminal background check and there's a background check on you. It takes like two weeks from purchasing the gun to actually getting it. Okay. All right. Well, we hit that topic. I hate to even call it a quote unquote topic, but you know, we needed to be able to touch on that and hopefully uh, open some minds up when it comes to these shootings, because if not now, when, Uh, because it's, one is too many, but on to better topics, not better topics. You know what I mean? On to more light her topics. Um, is the monkey be- monkey pox, the new COVID? Huh? Oh man. I don't even know anything huh? about it. I know there's cases in Europe and Spain and Africa. Bunch of um, gay men fucking at raves getting acne all over their bodies. That's yeah. what it seems like. <laughs> you have herpes, my man. <laughs> But it's like uh, gross. Dude. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. Um, again, with that dude, fucking Bill Gates called that happening last year in the middle of COVID. So I'm so tired of this guy, man. He has to have something to do with it. He has to. And how many My, times, uh... like Vinny said, how many times is something a coincidence before it's impossible? My case on it, my theory on it, is that if it does blow up to something big, maybe not as big as COVID, but it's going to get people to stop bugging, which is going to cause less babies, and it is their way of a new population control. Well, I think the vaccine's their way of population control because it can cause infertility in females and it can um, basically freeze your fucking ovaries into stones. Uh, did you know, I think I may have said this on an earlier podcast, but I was listening to the, um, um, the Joe Rogan podcast with not McCullough, the other guy, I think Roberts. Um, he is saying that the Jewish community in New York, the elders, of the Jewish community in New York have outlawed their females getting the vaccine because of its effects on the reproductive system in women. They have outlawed their entire female population, this Jewish community in New York, from getting the vaccine. So your population control is there. Um, if you want to be, you know, a tinfoil hat person and say that, you know, um, I'm put. I'll put it on all day. Um, you Still know. Waiting. 
the fall of the cabal. Still waiting. Well, you know what? Hey, Hillary Clinton, her fucking campaign manager just got uh, was on the stand. Oh, we didn't hear about that. It happened on the 20th. No one talked about it. Did you know that MSNBC, CBS, NBC, um, CNN, all the major liberal news organizations spent zero seconds covering that trial? And in that trial... Her campaign manager said Hillary knew the dossier was shit. She greenlit the dossier and told us to leak it to the media. She authorized the spying and the investigation into the sitting president of the United States. That's treason, which is punishable by... Death. So, you know, I... um, Look into it. We we that's just, it's just it's you know you want to talk about white privilege no it's liberal privilege honey look at Hunter Biden that guy's a fucking mess and he's still allowed to be out on the streets, um, uh yeah dude I don't know I don't know it's very interesting some of the things in the news but you don't hear about him unless you like really fucking like alternative news outlets so we should have Vinny on to do an update but. Um, we'll just get into space travel and that, that can get dark. So, um, has yeah, your, um, Go ahead. has your phone been acting up at all? Very weird. Very slow. Yep. Okay. So very I have slow. multiple sources, including us two that have been having very weird actions come out from their phones that is just not working correctly. Mm-hmm. Um, wanted to get your, uh, Get your ideas on it. Where's your head go when it comes to that? Is I think it, it's uh, just being I, I scared of being able to push out information that the government doesn't want that information to come out. No. Um, but I feel like that's only in people's phones that are actually sharing that type of information. The sources that I have aren't uh, tinfoil cappers. So uh, is it the Fifi, Kofifi, 5G? What do you think is going on here? Uh, I, uh, I just think it's Apple. Uh, crashing older phones so that people buy new ones. Fucking mine's up twelve mini. Yeah. Relax, I Apple. You're a year can old, I, buddy. Can I get a? Can I get a minute? Can I pay you know? this off? Can I pay <laughs> yeah. this phone off, you fucks? Yeah, I think that's all it is. Apple got in trouble for doing shit like that back in the day. They um, they got in trouble because the software for uh, like the new iOS system that would come out. When it was implemented on a phone that was not the current generation, it would drain the battery like a motherfucker, and they got caught doing it. So they had to, like, pay a bunch of fucking fines and shit. Hey, did you get a check from Facebook? A check? Yeah, dude, my dad, my mom, and my brother all received $400 from Facebook. Why? For some... Do you remember when they went, they went through that whole thing of, like, negating privacy? Oh, or... did your parents, like, sign up for the lawsuit? I think so, and that's that where I think end. they got the what, what fuck. That makes word? sense. Yeah. When did I my, sign up for this shit? Yeah, my brother did something similar with J.C. Penney about when he worked there about um, like illegal hours or some shit, and uh, he got a pretty decent settlement when they went to court because he signed up for the the class action lawsuit. So got a pretty decent settlement. I, dude, that's such a like a parent move to make. Like you read that in the, like you see something about like act fast and you're just throw it out. Cause you're a millennial. Like whatever. social security number. Well, yeah. You're just like <laughs> throw it out. But like, that's a, that's an old person in your fifties move to be like, honey. Yeah. I'm, I'm just, that's, I skipped that. Well, I'm kind of pissed. I like, cause I haven't been on Facebook in a while. Then I'm hearing you're getting fucking $400 from using the app. I'm like, gosh, dang. When was dude, my fucking class action? I, I just, I ghost that fucker, dude. I don't, yeah. I don't, I don't use Facebook for anything more than a, uh, stop and go. Dude, I remember I, when Facebook was the shit, though, man. When that first started, dude, I, I remember was when checking that was computer, like, I remember when AIM was the shit, dude. I remember when AIM was the well, shit. Well, you're closer to 30 than you are 25, so that makes a lot of yeah. sense. Yeah, dude. I remember that. That nonsense. Um, let's see here. But um, I am going to do a little rant. Okay. On, uh, Hit me I don't there, know yeah. if you sh- I don't know if you sh- read the show notes, but... I, don't get boy... an, I didn't get an update. Oh, well. Go ahead. 
See, this is another thing with the iPhones. We're trying to share notes. We're trying to run a podcast. The podcast is a little bit more red than blue. Why aren't you letting us? Exactly. I agree. Mm-hmm. Go ahead. I, I, I agree. Continue. Let me, just, let me just polish my foil. Tin foil cap. And just rub it on there. Okay. Get a little Pam on there. Um. So, I don't know. Hopefully, you didn't take a melatonin before this. But I'm going to talk about the New York Pro. The New York Pro happened this weekend, ladies and gentlemen, and I am here to give you a full breakdown on everything that happened. Um, Don't worry. Before you go you into were... it, before you go into it, quick, quick thing for our audio listeners, not our stream listeners. This all will be edited. For uh, <laughs> so, don't, so if you don't want to listen to it, you won't hear it. Don't worry about it. Continue. Oh, you're an asshole. <laughs> All right. Well, the biggest things here is the bust that Justin Rodriguez was. I don't know why he continues to bad. Yes, bad. I don't know why he continues to compete, but oh, he seems damn. that he's been in prep for I would say nine months now, just doing shows. And I understand if it's a money thing, but hey, guy, your physique is resisting yourself itself mm-hmm. right now. You can only diet and be in stage-ready shape for so long before your body just like fucking white flag, just mm-hmm. surrendering. Yeah. And it showed on stage. You saw him Ooh. back in the Arnold, where I believe he plays second. Beauty. Yeah. Beautiful physique. Yeah. Muscle bellies popping. Everything was tight. How come you didn't tell me about this? We we could have watched it on the stream. Fuck you. Um, I enjoyed watching Mr. Olympia. So so he was a bust. He came in fifth. If it was me, he's going to be able to make it to Olympia on points. He's well ahead now. If I were him, I would shut it completely down. Get as much as you possibly can to hopefully be able to peak right for the Olympia come. I believe it's December. They might have. It's in December now because of COVID last year. So I'm not sure when it is. It might be October, December area. Uh, that, but I'd um, shut it down to be able to do that. Is that really Jack dude in the suit going to host again? Uh, Bob Tricorello? Absolutely, dude. He does okay. it every time. And so does Dennis James. Dennis James does the uh, press conference. Um, so he was the biggest box. It was bust. It was kind of want... sucks to see, but he did the same thing last weekend in the indie pro, which we saw saw it coming. But people were like, he was posting better pictures on Instagram. Like, hey, he put it Instagram together in fake. a week. Put it together in a week. No, he saw. Here's the thing. I want Pete Davidson hosting. He needs a break. I want Pete Davidson hosting Mr. Olympia. Just a complete skinny beta. Next to all these jacked guys. It'll he'll look like their toothpick. He would just be like, "What the fuck?" Yeah, that'd be great. Or like, fucking um, oh god, that skinny kid who does porn. I want him. I want him to host. Um, well, it's exciting though. I I want to watch the Mr. Olympia. I enjoyed that. I enjoyed well, the hey, female. How about that? Week. We will, if we're both still around, we will stream it come December. When the fuck are we still around? Bro, I got demons. You know what I mean? Demons. I got demons. He says, "What the fuck?" No, I'm just kidding. We'll, we'll stream it come December. Um, oh, but so he took fifth. Um, oh, I said it was episode uh, 143. I apologize. It's 144. Continue. I I put it down as 145. Right, we're both wrong. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Um, so then he took fifth and I'm just going to go to the top three right now. We had blessing going back to back when in the Indy pro and the New York pro, he submits his bid to the Olympia. He looked great. The only thing that he needs to bring up is his legs. Other than that, I heard in person, the pictures just don't do him justice. This man brought it. He came in shape. First two pro wins, big time. Glad he stepped up to the stage. Um, and in second, we actually had Andre Presti beating Max Charles. The reason I think that 
Andre Pressy beat Max Charles was that Max Charles from the front, Mr. Olympia. Stupid. Just full, round, tight, quads, just everything coming in tight. Don't ever say quads like that. Turned around, looks like me. You know? Oh, no. Oh, no. <laughs> he, in the front, he's black. He turns around, me, white. Just, oh. just so no one, it. no, we ran out of spray paint. Or we ran um, out of a tanning solution, huh? So he just, and he's an older guy, you know, he's wide. He just doesn't have the detail anymore. Um, but he looked great either way. Andre Presti, up and coming bodybuilder from the Europeans. Um, the only reason I believe that he lost Andre, I mean, to uh, Blessing was conditioning um, and the back a little bit. His lower lats where they insert weren't as peaked as well as Blessing was. From the back, he looked great, though. Good conditioning, but just wasn't enough to be able to place numero uno. Definitely wasn't as stacked of a lineup as we would hope coming from the New York Pro, um, but decent showing by the top three. So. Sure. For um, bodybuilding to get into like Mr. Olympia, is it like the Masters where you need to win a PGA event? Yes. Yep. Got it. Yep, that's what. So you invited. Got it. So you have to win your own pro show, and the New York Pro is probably the third biggest show of the year. What's the second? Obviously, the Olympia is number one. It's just Super Bowl, and the NFC Championship, as you could say, is the Arnold Classic Ohio. Got it. Got it. So. That's your bodybuilding talk 24-7 by your boy Hoffman. Uh, <sighs> you know, next What's talk um, will be come, uh, will come uh, Olympia time. How is it we don't have a full card planned for June 4th and it's like next week? Um, let's talk about UFC here. Um I don't know if my struggles with DraftKings has been documented on this show, but DraftKings will not let me deposit any more money into the sportsbook app. Doing you a favor, Dom. Look, because if I, do, I look, no, 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 I'm making. You don't make quote unquote dumb bets. You make peanut butter falcon bets. You are, and I know people are going to be offended out there because hey, that's about a movie about you know special people, and it's very nice when you bet that Desmond Ritter, who was drafted in the third round, was going to get the number one pick in the NFL draft. You need to be locked out of your account. Look. You are only referencing that as my bad bet. I knew that wasn't going to happen, but on the off chance it did, I would have won 200 bucks for a dollar. Um, but no, I've made, um, I've made some good bets, like solid long shot bets that have paid off. And I knew that there was a good inside out shot that they could win. I didn't think, uh, Vera would have beat Holly home last week. And according to a lot of people, it's a very iffy decision on that one, but she did. So that was a, that one, two eighty five oh, yeah. from that there? Vera. She beat Holly Holmes in a split decision. <laughs> Pardon the, um, so like, you know, this is your boy here. I listened to about six MMA podcasts. Um, Brendan Schaub on, on the Shop show was talking about how it's like horrible that these judges sometimes don't know what they're looking at and the training is off because they're not um, fighters. They're not previous fighters. They're just people um, who are doing a job. Um, and, and, and I agree with that sentiment. I do think that the best way to um, clean the sport up is to get ex-fighters who are, who are long removed from the sport, you know, who aren't like a coach of some of some team uh, or some gym and they just are judges i think that's the best way to clean the sport up you have the eye you know what it takes to fight you know what it takes and how hard it is to get into a position that might not be that flashy because here's the problem uh karate hottie posted it let me pull that up because she posted the fight stats that night so let me pull that up 
Well, I mean, you, Chuck Liddell's at every flipping card, dude. Why isn't he on the judging he's, panel? No, too too much CTE. Yeah, he's yeah. been he done been mule kicked too many times. <laughs> um. Okay, so here's the here's the stats: zero knockdowns for both fighters. Okay. Total strikes. Holly Holmes landed 183 out of 295 thrown. That's a the decent other, percentage. Um, Vera landed 104 out of 178. Significant strikes. Holly landed 112 out of 219 thrown. Vera landed 63 out of 136. Okay. Now, one, Two, one sec before you go on for the audience. Tell me the difference between what makes a quote-unquote strike and a significant strike. Very little defense on the strike. So the, the opponent really didn't defend it that well. Um, head kick, I mean, head headshots. Home, 32 out of 120. Rivera, 38 out of 106. Body shots. 20, 20 landed out of 30 for Holly, 19, 21 for the other woman. Legs, 60 out of 69 for Holly, 6 out of 9 for the other lady. So literally double the out, like 10 times the output. Control, this is a big one. This is the, this is the issue that everyone's taking the problem with. Holly Holmes had, this is a, tw- this is a 25 minute fight. Holly Holmes had 10 minutes of control. The other woman had one and a half minutes. Okay. Holly tried six takedowns. Was unsuccessful. Uh, each of them. Oh, in all six. The woman tried. The other woman tried seven. Was successful on one. Okay. And the other lady won. Now, when you read those stats, you would say Holly won, right? And I and I think Holly did. Um, but the problem is, is that the judging. This is what the judging factors everything on. We're in the cage. I'm holding you up against the fence. You don't want to be against the fence. I'm holding you there. And I'm, we're doing dirty boxing, you know, clinch work, some rabbit punches, elbows, that kind of thing. You don't want to be there, but I'm keeping you there. That takes a lot. It takes a lot of willpower for me to keep you there. So let's say it's a five-round fight. And for four minutes, I keep you against the cage. The last minute, you are able to separate. We separate. We're, you know, we're throwing our jabs. We're throwing our punches. We're throwing our kicks. You hit me and wobble me. And I, like, maybe go to my butt. Or I, like, have to grab the cage and hold myself up. But I'm not out. And I defend myself. Bell rings. We go back to our corners. The judges are seeing you do that to me and giving you the round. Even though for four minutes, I held you to basically zero anything. And we and I was dirty boxing you. I was controlling the whole fight. That's the problem. Four minutes of work on the cage is not being valued over one punch to the face that might stumble me. That's, that's not right. That's so you don't not, think you that's equivalent at all? No. You need to win the round. And by punching me and making me go, oh, shit, is not the same as me making you, rendering you useless. So there needs to be a shift in how we call the fights. I'm a proponent of having the judges be in a separate room watching the fight on monitors, not cage side, because there's, it's an octagon, so that's eight. There's eight sides to that fucking thing. There's three judges. So, hey, stop it. So, in one of those, in a multitude of instances, the judge isn't going to see everything. Or one judge is going to see things really clearly, and the other two aren't going to know what the fuck's happening. They need to both be seeing what we see as fans. The, the monitor, the jumbotron, the televised broadcast, because even if they're in front of you, let's say I'm a judge, right in front of me is the cage, there's a pole right fucking here. So if they go over there, I can't see around that pole, but they're also too far away from the fucking 
other two judges. I wonder if they would take the octagon and let's say you put, you have still the three judges and you spread them out throughout the sides, how much different the scoring would be instead of having them all sit at that one spot. They're not all at the same spot. They're all oh, they're separated. Not. They're they all are different separated. Side. Yes. Mm. So they can't look mm. at each other's scorecards. They don't know what the mm. other person's giving them. It's all, it's all, um, uh, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Not secretive. What's the word I'm looking Segregate. for? Segregated. Yeah, segregated. It's all um, anonymous. That's what I was looking for. It's all anonymous. You don't know what Sal did it or what Gene did it. You don't know. Um, so you either give them monitors so they can see the fight uninterrupted. Um, and I think you put them in room. You put them in a room. You don't put them out in the audience because, you know, um, Laura Sanko uh, was on the RCDC podcast and she made a good point. She's like, you know, you can have a judge be completely swayed um, by, let's say, you know, you have a close fight uh, between Derek Lewis and Tom Aspinall, but you're in Houston or you're in Vegas. Well, Tom Aspinall is a London boy and Derek Lewis is from Houston. The crowd is going to react louder and more excited for the hometown boy. Okay? Now, that's going to affect the judges. If every time Derek Lewis throws a shot that hits him a little bit, they go, Whoa! you know, they lose their shit. Same thing. If you're in, in now, take that fight and you put it in London and it's Derek Lewis versus Tom Aspinall, every time Tom Aspinall does something, they're going to lose their shit in London. So you put them in a room where they don't get audio and they just watch the fight. Maybe you can have somehow figure out a way. It's 2022. I'm sure you can figure it out how to isolate just the octagon mics. So you just pick up what's happening in the octagon. You can hear things yeah, like, uh, like a sure. shot, like a punch or how hard that landed. Um, but something's got to be done. Because so has Dana White comment, commented on any and of the this judges? Is all, this is all? the problem. I'm happy you brought that up because – because Dana White and the top brass at the UFC basically just say the same thing they've been saying since the inception of the UFC. You can't leave it in the hands of the judges. That's not good enough. You're talking, and this is what Brendan said, and I 100% agree. You're talking about someone's livelihood. You're talking about, you're talking about whether someone makes $50,000 or $25,000 or $100,000 or $7,500. $7, that's what you're, that's the difference you're talking about. You're talking about someone's ability to pay their, pay for food, pay for their house, pay for their kids, pay for all, you're talking about that. And you cannot say, well, our judging is flawed, so you can't leave it in the hands of the judges. Imagine, and Brendan made this analogy, and I, and I agree, and, and I think it, it makes good, good amount of sense. Let's say, because like, let's say, so we have that we talked about how the judging has an issue with who, who um, values what more. Okay, so you have one judge that values uh, striking more than they value uh, grappling against the cage. Okay, think of it this way: you have the Kansas City Chiefs versus the uh, Pittsburgh Steelers. Can you hear me? Hmm? Okay, um, you you have you have those two teams playing. One ref values passing. So Patrick Mahomes throws the ball 17 times. They get a touchdown. He goes, that's worth five points. Well, the other referee values running more, so he scored at one point. Uh. But Pittsburgh ran the, ball, ran the ball 17 times. They got 10 points out of that judge. There's no... Najee Harris doing more. Right. There's no... There's too much ambiguity. So everything's the same. Everything equals the same. A touchdown's a touchdown. A field goal's a field goal. An extra point's an extra point. A safety's a safety. There's no bias there. And sure, rest blow calls in the in the NFL a lot. Sure, but you're talking about a sport where there's so much bias that it's literally how it's in the eyes of the beholder. There's no standardization, and there needs to be. 
a, a, a tuning. I wouldn't say you need to scrap the whole thing, but there needs to be a tuning and how refs are taught and what actually means what in fighting. Like, like I said, holding someone up against the cage for four minutes equals more to an MMA fighter than the errant throw that wobbles somebody. You cannot see one more important than the other. So, like, Aljermaine Sterling, Sterling versus Peter Jan, too. Aljermaine won that fight, but it was a split decision, and they gave, and there were some refs, there were some judges that gave the, the first round to Jan. But all Jan did that entire round was walk forward. Aljermaine was leg kicking, jabbing, moving around, getting getting all of his shots and all the angles he wanted and getting his shot off. That round, if you watch it, clearly goes to Aljermaine. But one but one judge valued Peter Jan going forward with without without with throwing maybe like 10 shots the entire round over Aljermaine moving away and throwing kicks here and there, throwing punches here and there, getting in, getting out. They valued Peter Jan's performance more. And that's the difference of winning a belt or not. So you see, there's so much ambiguity in the judging where not everyone's on the same page. So something has to be done. Um, do you think that there needs to be more than just three judges? But obviously we have to keep it an odd number. So what about five? five? Make it five and put them in a room or make it three and put the them in a room. Same room, different room? No, different room. You got different four room. corners in a room, maybe four corners, one guy in the middle. No, maybe. I don't know. <laughs> um, do hey, something. Got a lot of space. You never know. No, no, <laughs> it's a massive arena. Um, do something along those lines. But and 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 reteach or 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 go over the rule book again and and really instruct what what matters in these fights because there's too much ambiguity. There's too much um, to be de- determined by the ref itself, the, the the judge itself, and you're talking about too much of of people's livelihoods in these fights being decided on. A judge who doesn't value things the right way, and it's not like it's it's not like it's baseball or it's basketball or it's hockey where it's one call. And the most you're going to get out of it is hockey. You're going to get a two minute penalty, but right. like the only decision that the judges make at the end of the day is the fight itself. There's no right. minuscule calls within the actual fight, and the decision well, total, I guess, but... and the decision of that outcome is made at the end. You don't know who wins until the end. So you think it should be announced going into the no. third round? Like, hey, no. fucking this guy's, no. and then the other guy just comes in, fucking, yeah! I think <laughs> Laura Sanko made this point. She said that it's an entertainment sport. So you would have, in five-round fights, the guy who's winning he's up three rounds well he's just gonna take off those two rounds he's gonna avoid he's going to clinch he's just gonna avoid any type of conflict and then you know the argument to that is well it'll make the other guy fight harder sure but you can neutralize and get out of there as much as you want as the opponent you're gonna just lay down every single time they stand you up just lay down um so i don't want open scoring we just we just need to get the scoring unified what equals what what is the actual logistics and the actual point by point basis of the fight that's your scene man i agree um it's tough when you have human beings judging it with obviously that come with like you said especially being in the arena or you're fighting in Ireland and McGregor's fighting or you're fighting in you're fighting in New Zealand and Israel Adesanya's fighting you know obviously emotions are going to play a toll when it comes to the actual right. outcome of the fight um, man it's but the only thing that I would really say that could actually change is, like you said, maybe being in that room and only having the volume where you hear the shit going on in the octagon or you have two more judges. Yeah, I just um, I just it's it's so weird that that's like the 
the statement of the UFC of, of the UFC is just you can't leave it in the hands of the judges. Well, they're there for a reason, and you know, in football, in football, basketball, baseball, hockey, soccer, everything, they all have instant replay. They all have replays. They all have reviewable plays. The coach doesn't agree with that call. That's not an interception. That wasn't a fumble. His knee was down. That's a touchdown. You can call for a review. Sure, you only get two of them, but the UFC doesn't have that. So everything is decided before we know, you know, and there's there's sometimes, I mean, there's sometimes fights go and you're like, that person definitely won. And then all of a sudden you go, the judges didn't see it that way and they lost. And it's just like, what the fuck are you talking about? You know? Do you so, think that it's becoming more like that nowadays, or do you think it's just been always kind of? We had three. Baseline? We had three split decisions on the last card, um, and it's been a history of that issue of just that 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 mantra: "Don't leave it in the hands of the judges." You know, and Brennan Drop said, "Fuck, I'm trying, dude. <laughs> like, yeah. I'm doing my best." But he's also another trained killer in yeah. a cage, and we're in our underwear. It's not just me making the decision here. Um, so yeah, something's got to be done. I mean, I, it's 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 annoying, and um, and uh, yeah, it's. I just think they need to they need to tweak it. They need to unify what they're looking at. And, and fix that aspect of it because, like I read off that, those stats, it sounds like Holly did more. Yeah, it sounds like Holly did more. So, I gotta take a piss, dude. I'm really sorry. You can you can go on a rant, or we can end this bitch. Let's end this bitch. Uh, okay. Thank you, everyone, for listening. We will see you in the next one. Peace out. Peace.